Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I am so excited to welcome Lindsay DiFiore. She helps ambitious women optimize their energy and productivity by aligning their workflow with their menstrual cycle. She gives you the tools to use your intuition to develop self-trust and get clarity on what matters most. And we were just chatting before we recorded, and this is going to be such a beautiful partnership conversation that will really help my audience and also selfishly help me a little bit and understand how we can use our cycles to be more productive and feel better throughout the month. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. So I know I just read a little bit about what you do, but I'd love to hear in your own words a little bit more about you and what inspired you to start your business. Yeah. So I think like most female entrepreneurs, we are ambitious and we wear our productivity like a big old badge of honor. And uh, as a as a little girl, I grew up with a single mom who had worked really hard to give me a comfortable life. And she still pursued what she wanted to. She was still working full time. She got her master's degree. And I'm really grateful for that and being modeled that because it taught me that I can I can have it all too. But what I also realize now is that as a young girl, seeing a woman who was really driven that never slowed down and had an overly packed schedule and there was really this time scarcity. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time when I was little, but we were always rushed to do things. And then as you get older and you start growing up and we're taught, fill up your calendar, do as much as you can so that in high school, it looks good for colleges. And then in college, you're taught to do all of these things so that you're enough for the employer that's going to hire you. They like to look at you having all of these extracurricular activities. And so for me, it was like this, the way I was raised, and then also just our society in general telling me that I needed to do more, to do more, to do more. So what's brought me here now is actually when I became a mom. So I have been in entrepreneurship for about a decade, and I had built my first business to to six figures. And then I had my son, who's now two and a half. And I think like most moms, it just made me see life a little bit differently. And I started realizing that the business that I started building for the freedom was becoming my prison. I had all of these competing priorities between being a mom and being a business owner and being a wife and just feeling like I wasn't doing enough or showing up enough. And I think so many moms can relate to this story of like, we're burning the candle on both ends. And then you question like, what am I doing all of this for? And then you start to question like, why does it have to be this hard? And if I take my foot off the gas, it's all going to crumble underneath me. And I just remember researching feminine energy. And I live a lot in my masculine, which I bet you probably do too as a productivity (laughs) coach. You're like, yeah, let's check all these boxes. It feels really good to do that. And I just thought to myself, it's got to be different. And when I started looking up feminine energy, someone then handed me a book about cycle syncing. And I was like, okay, is the universe trying to tell me something here? 
And I just leaned in. I leaned into it. I wanted to understand it. And as I started adopting the practices that I now teach, I really felt like I started finding true flow and sustainability in my life and in my business. So it's been a long journey, a lot of undoing a lot of the conditioning that I had just growing up with an ambitious mom and uh, wanting to prove myself. And I'm still ambitious. It doesn't take away my ambition, but it just helps me to see that like I don't have to keep up with the societal norms of what we're taught. I can do business differently. I love that so much. And before we jump into to the cycle thinking part, there's just so many things that I want to touch on because I talk a lot about this too. It's this how we were raised, right? what we saw as children with our parents doing it. I, in a similar vein, I never saw my parents sit still. They still mm-hmm. don't really sit still well. And if we were ever taking a break, it was, oh, don't you have extra credit you could work on? Don't, can you go clean this for us? Can you go organize? You know, it was just, we were never really given permission to just sit still and do nothing, right? Like we could go play and kind of like, you know, buff house with my siblings, but just kind of sit around and do nothing was, was not something we were encouraged to do. And so it took me a long time to understand, like, I don't have to feel guilty for taking a break. Is that something that you, do you struggle with that still? Is that something you're still, or do you, have you mastered that piece of it? Mastered it. No. Awesome. No. <laughs> oh no. Okay. No. <laughs> I am a work in progress over here. Love that. But like you, like seeing those things, it's taken me a lot of time because there are, there are seasons and periods that as a woman in particular, your body requires rest. And even if you look at nature, for example, there are seasons. And it, for the flowers to bloom even greater in the spring and the summer, there has to be a winter. And it's still a work in progress for me, but I have learned to give myself permission and recognize the patterns and the thoughts that are going on in the back of my head. Like, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. Oh, you should be checking this box. And I've really had to sit with some of those thoughts and feel why that's coming up. But it's been a whole deconditioning process for me. And I'm still I'm still working through it. But I can definitely say that I have learned to give myself permission to rest. And I plan for rest. That's the other thing. I plan for rest. And that's important. It's not just, it's not just when I don't feel like it. It's it's planned and it's in my calendar. Yeah. I think there, there's a really important practice of planning it. And that's a great transitional phase, right? For those people who are struggling with that go, 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 that check the box, that this is what we have, I have to be doing. Because what you said that if I slow down, everything's going to crumble, that resonates so deep. So if you feel in that way, start by planning it. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you can recognize intuitively, I need to take a break. Like I need to walk away. I need to, you know, and and it'll become more intuitive. But I think planning it is the nice transition period there. Because again, then you don't have to feel like, nope, I plan to sit and watch Netflix for an hour right now. And so I'm checking that box, right? Like it's, you're, you're just now you're just checking the box of having fun, which sounds terrible, but it, it is a nice transition yeah. for, if you struggle. And recognizing too, something that's been really helpful for me is recognizing when I am resting or I am having fun or I am doing those things that bring me joy I have to sometimes sit and recognize what came to me while I was in those moments, because it's in those moments of stillness and rest that our brain actually delivers and things drop into us that can be the catalyst for change, 
or whatever it is that you you want to to come, like a business idea, a launch, whatever it is, those things only come to you when you are still enough to receive them. So that rest is all about receiving, which is the divine feminine. It's about receiving, but we don't give ourselves enough time to actually sit and receive. And then we're wondering why we're not getting what we want out of life. Okay. We're going to circle back to that because that's <laughs> brilliant. And it makes me think of my favorite product. And actually what I've missed most in my recent travels was the notepad I have in the shower <laughs> because I get brilliant ideas there. And there's a special notepad that you can put right in your shower um, or on walks. Right. And I, so I completely agree that the minute that I step away from the grind of it all, is when that inspiration and creativity can can come through. So we're going to circle back to the feminine energy receiving piece because that's newer to me and I'd love to dive in. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure we also talk about cycle thinking too. Yes. So yeah. I always like to start really high level just to make sure that everybody has kind of a basic understanding of what we're talking about if you're fairly new to this. So can you share what is cycle thinking? Yes. So cycle thinking is essentially thinking or aligning different lifestyle habits in diet, exercise, intimacy, and my favorite, and probably your favorite too, productivity and workflow. Mm -hmm. So this is what I really focus on. This is actually where I dove into cycle syncing. And now I'm getting more into like the nutrition side. I'm working with a a hormone coach for my, for my own cycle. Um, But it's aligning this with the different phases of your cycle, because you have four phases of your cycle. And for me, it's a better way to manage my energy instead of always trying to manage time because we can't manage time. We just can't, right? This is about managing our energy with the time that we have. And it's just a unique way for us to to look at our lifestyle and our choices differently. I love that. I love that. And I want to jump into those four cycles too, because I we were joking about this in the pre prep call, but I'm like embarrassed how far into my thirties I am. And I'm still learning because I think as kids were or even young adults, it's like you get your period and then you're like, quote unquote, kind of crazy the week before, right? Like that's it. That's like what I kind of thought about it or knew about it. And so as I've been educating myself more and more, it's so helpful and it's so powerful. Dang, why do I not know about this sooner? So for people, if you're in that space, no shame. It's real. It's it's okay. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about what those four phases are? Yeah. Um, and you're not alone. I was uh, 34, 34 when I learned about cycle thinking and the phases of my cycle. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit because I think it's important. We are not taught this stuff in school. Like if everybody can go back that's listening and remember what your health class was like when you had to learn about your period it was kind of a shameful thing. And it was kind of embarrassing. And even for our moms in our generation, like she didn't really talk to me that much about it. And we are left feeling like, wow, there's these ebbs and flows and we don't realize they're happening. But like, I'm crazy the week before my period. And they just label it PMS. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, there are a lot of hormonal imbalances that are going on. And now that is not my specialty, but I think it's important to bring awareness. Like if there are really drastic ebbs and flows, like, isn't it worth looking at some of this stuff and understanding it more? And instead we're just put on hormonal birth control, which can be a whole other topic and rant that I can go on, but I will not. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just think it's important, like educate yourself as much as possible about this stuff because it is your body. It affects every aspect of your life. So I always like to start with that because I'm going to give you the four phases. Um, and this is like, if you are experiencing a normal menstrual cycle and you are not on hormonal birth control, you were not pregnant, you were not nursing, this is what you can experience. And we'll go over what, if you are on birth control, we'll go over that too. But mm -hmm. essentially if you have a normal cycle and normal is anywhere from like third, 28, 35 days. Okay. So that's normal. That's average. And the four phases of your cycle are, we'll start with the menstrual. That's day one. We all know what that is. That's the first day of your bleed, not spotting a real bleed. Okay. So that is the first phase. From your menstrual, you move into your follicular phase. So menstrual is more of a, I'm going to give you some key, key things here because I think it'll help. Menstrual is a feminine phase. Think of it as your inner winter. Follicular is more of a masculine phase. Think of it as your inner spring. Ovulation, which most people know about because you spend your whole life either not wanting to get pregnant and then you're trying to get pregnant. So then you focus on this one phase. Yes. It's your, it's your shortest phase. And this is again, a masculine phase. And think of this as like your inner summer. That's why we all love it so much. And then we move into luteal, which is usually our longest phase and the most misunderstood phase. Mm -hmm. And it is your inner fall. Okay. All right. So we're going to dive more into each of these because I know that there's different ways that we can support ourselves, as you mentioned, nutritionally, but also like physically. And we'll definitely talk about the productivity piece of it, like the workflow piece of yeah. it. But just off the bat, what's like the most productive phase? Ah, good question. So that's okay. So <laughs> it depends on what type of productivity we're talking about. Okay. So it all depends. Your brain chemistry changes 25% throughout the month. Okay. So it really depends. So checking the boxes, nitty gritty, clean out your Google drive, organize all the things that is your luteal phase, but planning something, being creative. Like if that's the sort of productivity you're looking for, that's follicular getting out there, selling, being social. That's your ovulation phase, menstrual productivity, if you want to analyze your business, what's working, what's not working? Is that productivity? Menstrual. Mm, okay. So it really depends on what type of productivity we're looking for because my stuff in my luteal phase doesn't necessarily make me money. Mm -hmm. But gosh, does it feel good to organize my Google Drive? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it really depends on what you're looking at. Yeah. And we were, we were talking about this before we started too, but Okay, so like full disclosure for the podcast, today's my first day of my menstrual cycle. But I was joking with you that two days ago, I was going to burn my entire business down. And, you know, I'm, I have some insomnia right before my cycle. So I was also like wide awake at one o'clock in the morning. So it always is now I'm as I'm educating myself, I'm like, okay, this is any day now, right? But what are some other of those experiences can we be on the lookout for? within each cycle to kind of recognize and catch ourselves like, oh, okay, this is, this is where I am. And this is, you know, kind of quote unquote normal. Yeah. So it's important to track. It mm -hmm. really is important to track because I think we like, we just know when day one of our cycle is, and then the rest of the month is like a crapshoot, like whatever mm -hmm. is going to happen yes. is going to happen. And for some of us, like our cycle is not even really normal. So 
how you can start looking at each phase and understanding where you are for simplicity purposes, for productivity purposes. I like to look at it like I use this full week. So ovulation, it's like you ovulate for like a a short window of time, right? But I like to use like this whole week is my ovulation week because your hormones, yes, there are some that dive off pretty quickly, but ultimately like there's a rev up and a slow, a slow down. So I can use the full week in, in my ovulation phase. So for planning purposes, because I know there's a bunch of productivity cleans on here, just use the full, the full week as, as your week. Okay. So that's really important. So let's start with menstrual. During your menstrual phase, this is your time to rest and reflect. This is your time to really just for if you're looking, I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen in. This is your time to analyze parts of your business. Um, what is working? What is not working? Take time to to journal. In your follicular phase, this is your time to plan and initiate. Like you are really primed for new experiences and you are very open during your follicular phase. So if you want some creative ideas that may seem wild when you're in the luteal phase, follicular phase is the time to really think of those those things because you're more open. So that's your plan and like initiate the process. Then you move into your ovulation and that is your time to really like get out there and be magnetizing and just be social. Fill up your calendar more because you have the capacity. Where I really, really like to support myself is in the luteal phase because I find that this is where most women, like they'll be like, oh, I'm in the luteal phase. Like everybody's got an inside joke about the luteal phase. Mm -hmm. The first half of your luteal phase, because it's the longest, you have more energy that's kind of residual from ovulation. So you can get more done, do all of that, kind of check the boxes, tie a pretty little bow on things because you're about to enter menstrual again and your cycle starts over. So during your luteal phase, this is the time for me to not fill up my calendar a whole lot. I'll be in ovulation and I'll be like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And that sounds good. And put it on my calendar for next week. And then I get to ovulate, uh, luteal, luteal and I'm like, why does my calendar have so many appointments on it? And I feel dread. And that's when I cancel things and I don't show up. But now that I know this information, I just don't put it on my calendar anymore. Like I honor that. And that's an important thing is that you start to recognize your own patterns and you honor how you feel. So in my luteal phase, I'll probably have, that's where I have my monthly massage scheduled. I don't have as many client calls. And honestly, I don't show up a whole lot on social media. Let me tell you why. One, in your luteal phase, you compare yourself a lot. So while I'm watching like some queen on social media in her ovulation phase, I am feeling like, ugh, I could never be like her. And I start to compare myself. So I don't spend a lot of time on social media during my luteal phase because I know I'm going to compare myself. It's just, I know this. I also want to burn everything down. And I made a joke. I want to divorce my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I talk about this stuff, my husband is always like, are you going to tell them that they need to tell their husbands about this stuff? Like he knows now, like he knows my cycle. That's great. Your mood changes. You Mm -hmm. just change and there's nothing wrong with it. But if you can learn to honor who you are and how you show up in those phases, everybody's happier ultimately. Yes. And I think, so, so many good points. I'm going to jump in. I think just to kind of tell on or tag onto that, I... I joked to, I told my husband yesterday, he ate the last bag of salad. And again, we've been gone for almost three weeks and 
we have no food in the house. We haven't had a chance to like really go grocery shopping. So he went and grabbed a couple like quick things, like a bag of quick bag of salad. He ate the last one. I cried at the refrigerator yesterday. And I know, so it's, I think there's this fine balance of like joking, like, okay, this was like, clearly I'm not upset about the salad, right? Like that is it's actually not the problem. Um, but also like, as you said, honoring that, right? Like it's not, it's not like a joke to just write off. Like we're just these like kind of crazy people and what it's, it actually, like these are true hormonal, real things that happen in our body. And so when we can be more open about it and kind of talk about it and share it with one another, I think that just helps validate that. Yeah. Crying out there for fridge is it's not ideal, but it's also not that weird. Right. Yeah. And, and it's okay. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you less than it doesn't make it mean anything other than that's where you are in your cycle and your phase and, and compounded with everything else going on. Yeah. And honestly, looking at like, okay, if I'm crying at like the salad, like where am I not honoring that maybe yes. I needed a little more self-care because mm-hmm. I'm not feeling supported because during luteal phase, I feel like no one's supporting me. And I feel like I'm, I'm in it for myself. No one, no one wants to help me with anything. And that can feel very isolating and strange. And especially like as we're growing, growing businesses, this can feel really hard when we want to burn it all down. And it Mm -hmm. makes no sense to us. Like, how was I riding high a week ago? And now I'm like in the lowest of the low. And so you have to also ask yourself, where do I need to start honoring how I feel before I feel overly emotional about something? And it it just takes a turn because I didn't honor myself earlier on. Not saying there's anything wrong with like crying and experiencing that, but it gives us a room for reflection of maybe I'm not totally taking care of myself during this phase. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and that was indicative of, again, just it was a busy week. But um, so you you shared some really great kind of practical tips, right? So what stands out to me most is kind of calendar management. So any other thoughts or kind of practical applications that we can think about in each of those phases? So when you are planning all of this out, so I put it in my calendar. So I know well in advance because like this, we plan to do this mm-hmm. conversation, uh, what, like a month ago or more. And so looking at your calendar and knowing what phase you're going to be in is going to help you to plan things out ahead of time. And again, honor that phase of your cycle. So Putting it into your calendar, if you have Google Calendar or iCal, whatever it is, a digital, put it in there. And as you're learning your cycle and as if you are working on getting your cycle to be within those normal ranges, it could adjust a little bit. So you'll leave room for wiggle room. Mm-hmm. But putting it in your calendar so that you know what phase you're going to be in and then looking at that prior prior to, I also like to create words that I put into my paper calendar. So like for my menstrual. I will have a reminder to rest and reflect. And I highlight it and put it at the top because I'm ambitious and I want to do all the things. And that is my reminder right there that it's rest and reflect. And then I go into follicular and it's initiate and plan. Ovulation, you are magnetizing. So really like a positive affirmation for me to like go and get myself out there. And then luteal is check them boxes, baby. So you really create create what words feel really good to you as you start to learn this. Um, but that helps you to say, oh yeah, that phase of my cycle, this, especially as you're first learning this, because you're like follicular ovulation, which one comes first, second, put it in your calendar, and then you'll be able to schedule yourself out based on that phase. 
I love that. I love a little words because I think those those quick prompts are sometimes all you need, right? It's just those those quick little daily prompts um, of of words that just to remind you, like, yeah. okay, this is what I got to think about. This is what I got to be aware of this week. Yes, yes, exactly. Got to bring attention, bring awareness to it, especially if this is fairly new information yes. to you. Yes. Awesome. I love that so much. Okay. And for people who are on birth control or don't have a regular cycle, do you have any advice that you can share with them? Yeah. So if you're on a hormonal birth control or you're nursing or you're pregnant, you're obviously not experiencing the ebbs and flows of the normal hormones of the 28-day cycle. So what I like to, to give these women that I'm working with that are in that phase is to look at the moon phases. The moon phase is a 28-day cycle, mm-hmm. right? It mimics it mimics our cycle. And if the moon has such a dramatic impact on the tides, it obviously has an impact on us as we are mostly made up of water. So whether you believe in like the moon having any impact you or not, um, it's just a nice way to look at things cyclically. That is what this is all about. This is about women realizing that we cannot be in production mode 24-7. We are not meant to be producing all the time. And so ultimately, cycle syncing, syncing with the moon, having a you know cyclical look at time is about you aligning with these, these cycles and knowing that there is a winter, there is a spring, there is a summer, there is a fall, and then you repeat that cycle again. And so when you can start to honor this cyclical living by looking at the moon or using your cycle, you can start to prioritize different tasks and things that you need to do in the correct phases so that it doesn't feel like you're in the grind all the time. And what this will do is it helps you to really maximize what's going on in your brain. Sure, you can do something in the follicular phase that you can do in your luteal phase. Of course you can. We live in a world that operates around the 24-hour clock. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it be great if it just felt a little easier? (laughs) So that's what aligning your workflow with your cycle is, is it's not about not doing certain things at certain times your cycle. Because I work with a lot of women that, you know, they want it to be perfect and they want it to be right. And I'm one of those people. But I've learned that I can do anything in any phase of the cycle, but if I want it to feel easier, then I can do it this way. And I want it to be easier. I want conversations with the people that I'm talking to to feel easier. So I probably wouldn't do this in luteal because my words don't make sense in luteal. I want things to feel easier for people. And that's what this, that's what it does. It looks at time differently. So you can look at it with the moon, your hormones, or any way of living cyclically, ultimately. I love that you said that too, because I mean, one of the questions that I had jotted down of is what if I have to do something off cycle, right? Because that's, that's the questions that I get to, especially when I'm working with someone to kind of build their ideal day. So looking at that 24 hours and I look at things like, are you a morning person or a night person? Like, are you an introvert or extrovert? Because those things also impact our energy levels on any given day. And so sometimes it's just about those small tweaks. And as you said, sometimes you're just going to have to do things out of sync. But if we're, if it's 80, 20, right, if you're 80% there and 20% a little bit out of sync, that's a little bit better than not being intentional about it. Right. And, and mm-hmm. making everything feel harder than it needs to. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I'm going to say something here that may be a little bit controversial, but we are told to be consistent, right? And consistency is important, but 
what does consistency actually mean? For most people that are teaching consistency, it's about the daily, right? The 24-hour clock. The 24-hour clock is a man's biological rhythm, not a woman's. A woman's is 28 days. So when we are trying to build our businesses in a 24-hour rhythm like a man, and then we beat ourselves up when we're not getting the same results, you ebb and flow throughout the month. So my morning routine in my ovulation phase looks different than my morning phase in late luteal. Like I was in this group, this accountability group to get up and get on my Peloton first thing in the morning. And I had so much resistance to it. And that was at the time when I started learning my cycle. And I was like, oh, I need more sleep during luteal. Your body needs more sleep during luteal. So I'm literally going, I'm actually making this workout thing harder by waking up at five in the morning to go and cycle for accountability. So it's also looking at, I'm going to be consistent for what it looks like for me. I'm not going to be consistent every day by somebody that decided the 24-hour clock was the thing that we needed to operate by. And like you said, we still live in a 24-hour world. So we have to adapt some of these things. And I have some women that still work full-time in their jobs. And they're like, but I don't have control over my time because I have kids and I have a full-time job. Well, How can you just take a small piece of it and how can you honor the phase of your cycle? Don't wake up at five in the morning to work out uh, during your late luteal phase and your menstrual phase. How can you just honor it even a little bit? Can you ask your significant other to take more time with with the kids during menstrual? There's certain things that you can do, even if you don't have total control over your time, that you'll start to feel, it just feels better. It that ultimately like it just feels better. So that's really working out of phase and understanding those phases is so important. A hundred percent. And I think that that's such a good reminder too. Because again, I hear it from the 24 hour perspective, but I love being able to incorporate the 28 day piece of it as well. And I think it's just so empowering. You start to feel empowered and start to think about like, how else can I make my life just a little bit easier? I'm not telling you to cut out things really like, this isn't about like cleaning the slate and just not doing everything that we don't want to do that would be like, lovely but the reality <laughs> the reality is, is there are things that are going to be a little bit out but how can we just be proactive and be thinking about adjusting based on our natural strengths our rhythms because at the end of the day it benefits everybody else too right You're, it those benefits everybody it benefits the collective when we all start to get on board with this i would love to actually see corporations starting to adopt this a little bit and taking care of their female employees because they understand the phases of the cycle and not to use it as an excuse that you need to like rest during your menstrual but don't you want people to be using their brain when it's best optimized <laughs> right. to do certain tasks yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be, that would be ideal. So I've got a lot to think about. And I hope that everyone listening just pauses, looks at their calendar, looks at their cycle and say, okay, where can I start making some of these just tiny adjustments at first to really get that maximize that maximize experience and the maximize self-care when you need it too. So I love that. Okay. I would also love to dig into your personal productivity. Right. Yeah. So let's take a look behind the scenes. Can you walk us through an average day or week or month, actually? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make more sense for you. <laughs> yeah. So it really depends on what I have going. I have going on. So let's just say I am planning out a launch with which I just did. 
So you can actually plan out and sell and do all the things with your launch in a 28-day cycle, okay? Maybe it can be two two cycles, but let's just do it for one. So the last one I just did in my follicular phase, I was really just like planning and thinking about and getting excited about like this new idea and then starting to put like the pieces together with it, but not totally finishing it all off in that phase. Then during my ovulation phase, I went into like really talking about it and getting excited about it and putting it out there and seeing, you know, who wanted to be a part of it. And then during luteal, it was more of like those checking the boxes, getting the the small things done, like the the copy and the emails and all of that. And then your rest and reflect. And then the next phase of the cycle, that's really when I went into like really launching it out. So I was able to prioritize what needed to be done when it wasn't a typical launch calendar. I was able to actually utilize what felt really good for me and make it a cyclical launch for myself. And it seemed to work really good. So this was my first real launch experience in uh, cycle syncing, which felt really good. But Typically, it's just me honoring my my cycle and looking at the phase ahead when I'm saying yes to things and setting firm boundaries when I'm not, even when it feels like a great opportunity. If I'm in late luteal, I know I'm not going to show up well. And so I don't say yes. And I honestly, I share why. I share mm-hmm. why because I want to practice what I preach. So it's important for me to, to honor that and not just say yes because I feel like I have to. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's, it's really thoughtful. And it's also, it's such a different way of thinking about the traditional launch, but it makes sense. I mean, it hundred percent makes sense. And so I think that that's great. And being able to share it, one of the, in a group coaching program as well. And again, maybe it's just because I'm getting older and because I'm learning about this, but I just feel like the more we talk about it, the less kind of stigma or weirdness we put around these kinds of things it's just, we've learned so much from each other and we can, you know, we can laugh about it and we can support each other and we can just, I don't know. It just feels so much better to to have that community piece of it and just acknowledge it. Yeah. Instead of always all trying to like keep up with what everybody else is doing, we're all trying to keep up and then we're all making it harder. And then we're all trying to do more and do more and do more. And it's stacking up. And if we can, as a collective, as women, if we can start to say, nope, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to honor my body and honor my cycle and build a business that's in alignment with me. We can all start to make the shift. And that's the thing. I know that everybody wants this, but somebody has to go first. (laughs) Somebody has to be like, no. And then the next woman has to say, no, I'm not doing it that way. I'm going to do it this way instead. And then we can start to make these dramatic shifts in the industry as a whole that more is not better. It's not. So it's Mm -hmm. not less is better. Intentionality is better. What if we could start teaching intentionality and living cyclically instead of do more so that you can have more? No. Yeah. That's so good. So, so good. Um, being mindful of the clock, but I do want to touch on feminine energy before those, I do my, my kind of wrap up questions. Um, this is something again, I'm learning a lot more about it. I'm so intrigued. I think it's so, so powerful. So how does in a high level overview, kind of how does that relate to cycle syncing? So when you look at cycle syncing, it's like, is there anything more feminine than your cycle? <laughs> like, really, is there anything more feminine? I lived a long time in my masculine, like totally in my masculine. And when I became a mom, 
as much as like motherhood is such a feminine experience, it is also extremely masculine. There are a lot of boxes to check. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of things to get done. Doctor's appointments, just being on a schedule. Like I've never been more scheduled in my life until I had a newborn. So it's also a very masculine, masculine energy. So the masculine is the doing and the feminine is that being who you are because we must first be what we want to have. We have to be the energy that we want to receive. And the divine feminine is about receiving. It is about just Kate Northrup. If you've ever read the book, Do Less, she talks about this thing called egg wisdom. Like the egg doesn't sit there and wait for like, get on Instagram live and like try to like get the sperm to come, right? Like the egg just sits in all its femininity and just waits and receives. And she calls it egg wisdom. And so every month I look at, Egg wisdom. What did I receive this much? Not because I did more, but because I received. Mm-hmm. And it's really a beautiful way to start doing life and to start practicing receiving. And I am, I am still again a work in progress with receiving. And I I try to make a list every month of the things that I received, whether it's a penny on the floor or um, you know, my husband making dinner plans, because I think we forget how important that receiving piece is because as ambitious women, We think that the doing, the masculine energy is what's going to get us to where we want to go. And that is important. The doing is important. We have to do. But if we can be before we do, then we can have Mm. what we want. What are some other resources that people, I mean, just for the people, but also I'm just going to have, I'm just going to casually write them down as you (laughs) mentioned. Okay. So first I have a guide. Um, that everybody can download a free cycle syncing guide to your workflow, um, which is, I think, really amazing Mm because it gives you all those keywords. You can print it out, put it on your your desk and let it be a reminder to you. But there are also some other really great women in this space that I want to give credit to that have gone before me and have really taught me a lot. Kate Northrup is incredible if you're not familiar with her work, but she has a book called Do Less. That was one of my first introductions to to all of this. And then Alyssa Vidi, she has a book called In the Flow, In the Flow, I think. Um, and that's also a really good one. So if you're a reader, those are really great uh, resources for you to start diving in and understand some of the brain chemistry stuff, the science. And if you really want to get like fired up about how we live in a man's world and how <laughs> we need to burn it all down and do it our way, it's uh it's it's a those are really great resources. Oh, that's so fun. That's perfect. I love that. And I'm actually very excited to be part of the the cycle or this yeah, sync group, just because this is, I think, such so powerful and something that I am trying to be much more intentional about moving forward. So I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. Lindsay, this was so good. Where can people find you and learn more and just get all of your your good energy? So I hang out on all the places, but mostly on Instagram at Lindsay period Fiori. So you can find me there. If you listen to the episode, I am, my inbox is always open to have conversations about this stuff. As you can tell, I'm like super passionate about bringing it to women, especially ambitious women who are building businesses and, and moms. And we're, we're wearing a lot of hats and I want to make sure that people have this information that, that they feel empowered, that they're not broken. And you're going to change and it's up to us to start building our business in alignment with what really matters to, to us and what feels good for us. I'll have that all in the show notes. 
So please, please follow along and, and I encourage everyone to check you out. Okay. I have three rapid fire questions at the okay. end too, right? Are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. Morning. Okay. Paper, pen, or all digital? Mm, I do both. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do both. I have my my calendar and then I have my my weekly planner that I that I use as well. Love it. I love a combo. Um, and what is your favorite form of self-care? My favorite form of self-care, a spa day is just always so luxurious, but everyday self-care is uh, I have a sauna blanket and a red light mask and I have an ice roller for my face. And so I am all about habit stacking. And so I try to just implement those things throughout my day and um, it just helps me to feel my best. Yeah, that sounds lovely. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. This was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely brilliant. I took a ton of notes um, and I am very eager to be part um be in that group with you. So thank you so much for everything today. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.